Welcome to Parenthood Bites, the podcast where we explore life as a parent in tech. I'm your host, Chow, and I have over 15 years of experience in tech, and I'm also currently working as a career coach. I'm the proud mother of three incredible boys. In each episode, we have an inspiring guest who will share their remarkable story. You'll find their wisdom and insights both relatable and enriching, because after all, we're all in this parenting journey together. So grab your favorite drink, get cozy, and let's dive into today's episode. Welcome to episode one of Parenthood Bites. We're here today with John, who is a senior staff software engineer and currently working as a consultant. Welcome, John. Thanks you for having me. Happy to be here. Awesome. We're so happy to have you here as well. Um, So I'd like to start by asking what brought you to tech and how many years have you been in tech? Uh, Yeah, I mean, I've kind of been in tech uh, since the beginning. Um, In high school, I had friends who were making websites. This was like back in the GeoCities and like Netscape days. Um, So I I started teaching myself HTML uh, and then JavaScript uh, and then Linux. And by the time it was time to apply to college, uh, I was pretty set on majoring in computer science. Um, So during college, I interned at a few places. um, And then after I graduated, I started working as a software engineer. Um, and I've been in tech about 17 years, I think, at this point, um, like full time. Before that, I had like weird, you know, consulting part time gigs or whatever. But like, you know, help help my mom's friend make a website or something. But I, I don't think that counts. <laughs> yeah, I remember those GeoCity days. I had a website and I definitely had like some text that blinked and like, you know. We, we all have those those sites. <laughs> right? And we're like, oh my gosh, I know HTML. It was like amazing. I was like, I'm a coder. <laughs> yeah. Um, so how many years were you working in tech before you um, became a parent? Uh, I probably about seven years. Um, yeah. And by then I was a senior software engineer um, and I was at like a startup. Oh, nice. How was that sort of like, I know startups can be demanding. Well, how, how, how was that kind of handling some of that? Um, (laughs) so I think, um, you know, early career, um, my wife at the same time was kind of like going through school and kind of getting started in her career as well. And so I think both of us were like pretty focused on career and, you know, we didn't have like kids or whatever to, to kind of take up all that other time, right? So it's like pretty easy to get, you know, um, devote like a big chunk of my life to work. And and even after work, I'd be tinkering with this stuff because, you know, I, I got into it pretty early. Um, and so they, those kind of like feedback on each other um, in like a positive way, uh, um, you know. And, the, and then I think when I was going to have my first one, I was like, okay, like, this is going to be a big change. Like I need to kind of dial it back. And then like the startup was like super intense (laughs) and I don't think I like really dialed it back at all. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think it was tough, but, um, I kind of made it, made it work. Uh, we can probably talk more about that, like in, in future questions. Yeah. Yeah. And I think like it helps that you have a supportive wife as well, who is kind of helping you probably balance out some of of that. Um, So 
just going back to kind of, you know, having your first kid at startup, was there any like parental leave policy? I know when I was having a kid, it was like, no, not really. I had to use all my unpaid time off, vacation, sick days, all of that. What was that like? Um, yeah, I think the, so I had just started this job and I think at the time their policy was, uh, like mirroring some of the like government stuff. So I I think you had to be there for like a year before you were like eligible, um, for some of that assistance. So I basically didn't have paternity for, uh, the first child. Um, and that was like, my manager was pretty understanding at the time. Um, and we had like one or two people that were like remote on the team anyway. So he let me work from home for, gosh, I don't remember, honestly, I, I feels like a year, but it was probably only just a couple months. Um, so for a couple months, I was like at home. Um, and uh, yeah, I think that worked out like reasonably well. For my second child, the policy had been updated to be quite a bit more generous. Um, so I think I had like a month. Um, and I remember like years after that, as we continue getting bigger, they they made it even more generous. I think a couple other big companies had announced like, you know, multi-month policies and, and I think they followed suit. Um, but I don't remember the details because I was done having kids at that point. Yeah, <laughs> when so you don't like, have oh, them anymore. Yeah, I was like, oh, cool. That's that's very <laughs> good of us. Uh, and then, yeah. you know, promptly forgot all the rest of the details because it wasn't going to apply to me. Um, yeah. yeah. So, so you mentioned kind of the difference between the parental leave and the first kid and the second kid how many years apart were the your two kids uh two years apart yeah oh wow so that must have been interesting to juggle two young kids two (laughs) years apart while at a startup um and you um, were able to work remote that's nice because i think back then it wasn't common for people to be remote right definitely yeah definitely not as like common of a thing um for you know as it is now with the pandemic and everything so yeah um yeah uh like i said i think it was helpful because like i already had one or two people on the team that were remote and so it was like okay i'm just gonna be like them for you know a few months um like we conducted most of our stuff on like slack and stuff anyway so yeah definitely so after you had you know your kids was it hard kind of transitioning back to work i guess if you didn't really have a leave (laughs) you were remote it wasn't too bad but what was that like yeah i mean i for the first one there wasn't really a transition per se i mean like in person versus like home was was sort of the same um i think for the second one like on my side i think i already had one kid so Mm -hmm. i wasn't like a brand new parent right um so like that kind of helped although having two i gotta say is like much harder than you think it is (laughs) (laughs) um but on like the work side some stuff had changed, um, you know, so there was some like catching up to do, but, you know, being gone a month wasn't like, like everything had changed, right? Like a lot of stuff was still the same. Um, I remember in particular, we had hired like a good number of people, actually, like it was a pretty small team. And I think we'd hired like at least three people or something. So the team had grown significantly percentage wise. Um, and so I felt like uh, it was a little harder getting to know those people because it was like, you know, I wasn't there for, for day one. Right. So like I, I had to kind of like work to build out those relationships, um, a little harder. Um, and then also, uh, I, I do remember there was kind of like an initiative that I was pushing for, um, 
before I had left and kind of the timing worked out such that I was like, okay, like we're kind of mostly there, like, you know, stay the course, finish this up and then, and then we'll be in a good place. And I remember coming back and like that had basically totally fallen off. Like people got distracted by, you know, the the next fire. And then they were like, okay, yeah, like we, you know, kind of finished it, but they not really. And then, and then we kind of like moved on. Um, so I'm, I don't know. It's hard to say that if I had not, like, if I would have been there, right. If, if we would have stayed the course and, and done the thing, but, um, you know, it, it's, it's hard to say, but, uh, I think me not being there definitely didn't help things, um, uh, because then there was nobody to like, sort of advocate for, for like that piece. Um, you know, in the grand scheme of things, it's like, it's fine. Uh, it's, I'm not saying like, oh, I shouldn't have taken the leave. Um, at, like definitely not. Um, I think there were also some positive things out of me taking the leave. Like I was kind of a, one of the more tenured people on the team and like me being gone for like the threat of me being gone for a month sort of forced a lot of like um, knowledge sharing and, and kind of like bus factor reduction <laughs> um, that, you know, would, would otherwise maybe not have been done. Yeah. Yeah. And gives people the opportunity to kind of step up a little yeah. bit. Yeah. Cool. So um, I know you weren't in the office at the time, but do you recall if there was like a mother's room for folks coming back to work? Um, so there was definitely a room set aside for like breastfeeding and pumping. Um, I know because our team was situated like right outside the the door. It was kind of like in the corner there. Um, I'm, I don't remember when exactly that was put into place. I I feel like it was probably already there when we moved into that building. Um, but I think when I first joined, um, we were in like a much smaller building and I think nobody at work had kids cause they were all like really young people. Um, and so I, I don't know if we had one from the get go, but I definitely do remember like a couple years in, um, we, we had one and, and I'm sure we've had one since. Yeah. That's great. I know definitely in the beginning when there's not a need, it's like, Oh, Maybe not. And then as people have kids, they're like, oh, we got to do that. Yeah, yeah. And I think the parental leave policy was like the same way, right? Like in the beginning, it was like not a selling point. Like nobody asked about it, right? So they just kind of like, okay, whatever, like, you know, support from the government or whatever is like, that's fine. And then later people were like asking about it. And then they, you know, kind of increasingly improved the the program. Yeah. And um, earlier you mentioned, you know, your manager was pretty supportive. So were they also pretty supportive and receptive when you shared the news um, of, you know, you're going to have a baby? How did they they respond to that? Uh, you mean for my second child? Yeah, your second child or your first child. Um, I think so for the first one going in, they they knew. And I, I said it kind of up front because <laughs> um, one of the things I negotiated really hard on was like healthcare. <laughs> Because oh, nice. um, initially they were like, oh, you know, your for like healthcare coverage is going to start like a month after because of like the start dates or whatever. And I'm like, no, 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 that, that, no, no, no. You're going to backdate my start date <laughs> to like, I cannot have a healthcare coverage gap during this time because yeah. my wife is pregnant. And, you know, also, by the way, like, I know I'm not going to be eligible for the policy, but I am going to have a kid. Like, I forget what it was, like seven months or something like into my tenure here. Mm. Actually, less five, six months, five, six months into my tenure here. So they kind of knew up front and my first manager was like, okay, yeah, that's cool. You know, like you do you. Um, and then I think by the time I had my second one, it was a different manager by then, but 
again, yeah, I feel like they were supportive. Um, I think by uh, I think the focus for them was around that knowledge sharing piece that I was talking about, where they were like, "Oh, great! Like, you know, the senior person on the team is going to be gone for a month. This is, a, you know, how can we make this an opportunity? Like, let's, you know, really kind of like use this opportunity to like." Uh, get out of like hair on fire, firefighting mode and like, you know, try to do some concerted like knowledge sharing and, and stuff like that. So, you know, they, they yeah, they were supportive. Um, I, I've definitely heard of like coworkers who, you know, had less supportive managers, like what you're going to be gone. Like you can't take that. Like, you know, but no, I, I didn't have any of that. That's great. That's great to hear. And also it's really awesome that you were able to negotiate it so well. Um, cause I think a lot of people going into new jobs, they're just like, I don't know if I should mention it, what, you know? So I think it's really good that you were able to do that. That's awesome. Yeah. I guess I just sort of, you know, treated it as like, a, you know, this comes with the territory, right? It's like, you're, you're going to get, and I, and I would say this company was very good about like bringing your whole self to work. Right. And encouraging that. Um, so yeah, I, was you're gonna get all my skills but you're also gonna get you know some of my life situation like that's that's how it's gonna go yeah absolutely that's so important so how old are your kids today uh yeah i have two uh they are eight and ten so they're in uh like just the older ones just finishing up elementary school this year wow so middle school next year huh yeah yeah my older two are in middle school now and it's different. <laughs> it's very different than elementary. I'll, I'll give it that. What's the, uh, you have any uh, tips? What, what's like the biggest, uh, biggest difference? Yeah, I think like I wasn't prepared for all the things that other kids know. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like they'll come back and they'll ask questions and I'm like, whoa, whoa whoa, okay, we're, we're not ready for that, you know, and then they'll learn like bad words and stuff. But I just tell them, like, just don't repeat it. You, you'll you'll know it, right? Like, you'll hear about it, whether it's on TV in school, but just, I don't want to hear it coming out of your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I think a lot of middle schoolers, they want to be cool. So they'll say a lot of bad words. And they're like, Oh, my gosh, people cuss so much. I'm like, okay. You're you're not allowed to use those words until you work in tech. Yeah. <laughs> and and surround yourself with people who maybe don't use it with 90% of their vocabulary, you know. Uh yeah, I think the only thing my mine are bringing home is uh the the latest one was like, "Oh, did you know you can write words on the calculator?" Like, oh. you know, you like punch in the numbers and then flip it upside down. It's like, "Look, I can do eggs." I'm like, "Good. Good good for you." Yes. Yes, you can. <laughs> Yeah, they they learn interesting things, but eight to t- eight and ten is a a good a good age where they're like pretty um, self sufficient, right? Yeah, but like they still like you around and stuff. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, that's that's nice. So, how has your work life changed since you became a parent? Um, I mean, I kind of touched on this earlier, right? Like before kids, I think you know my wife was focused on you know school or like her career. Um, so I had a lot of time to vote to my career as well. Um, I think also it was like, uh, like my, my life revolved more around work in that, like my coworkers were also my friends. Um, cause like I was younger, like, you know, and so like the young, younger people would, you know, kind of like hang out. So, you know, I'd spend my weekend with those people anyway. Um, 
but like as friends, um, you know, I didn't really mind putting in like the extra hours so much, right? Because it was like, okay, like I'd hang out with these people otherwise, you know, anyway. And, uh, you know, also I was interested in like the technology I was using and stuff. So I would be messing around with it after hours or whatever. I don't know. It sounds maybe a little pathetic, but it was like, you know, very work. Life was very like work centric um, in, in many ways. And then after kids, I, I don't know how much of it is just like a function of like, oh, now I have kids versus like, I was also, you know, like older, right? Like whatever, seven years older, right? But like, you know, I didn't hang out with my coworkers as much. Um, again, this is kind of the result of a job change, right? Like uh, I was relatively older versus like some of the other folks at the startup. I lived, you know, further away. Um, and, you know, so like I skip some like after work you know, social events or whatever, because I want to go home and like have dinner with my family so that like my kids remember what I look like. Um, Cause you know, if I come home like super late and like, you know, I'm leaving, you know, super early or whatever, like they might not actually see me for like a couple of days. Um, and you know, at, at that age, you know, they're like toddlers or whatever babies, like it's kind of a, a, a difference. Um, so you know, they're, they're less understanding, right. than they are, you know, now when you're like, okay, yeah, you know, I'm going to work late. And they're like, okay, whatever. <laughs> um, I think, uh, after kids like side projects, like I don't have time for as many of those or, or any of those, right. Like most of my time is like, okay, like I'm not going to go, you know, investigate this new programming language or like, you know, go mess around with this other thing. Like I'm going to want to spend that time with my kids. Um, you know, either like directly or indirectly, right? Like either directly, like with them, like helping them with something or doing, or, or like indirectly, like, okay, you know, now I'm talking to my wife about like, okay, when do we want to do swim class? And like, you know, like, like all the things that you have to do kind of like around having kids, right? Like schedule play dates or like, you know, whatever else. Right. Um, so I feel like most of my sort of non-work time gets sucked up by, by that. Um, I think maybe like a, another kind of like big kind of tying this back to work. Um, I would say like before I would say sort of like priorities in life was kind of like work first. Um, and then now it was like work and family are like equal, if not like trying to push family, like ever so slightly higher. Right. So it's like this big shift where it's like, you know, now you you have like two things to juggle as opposed to like, oh, well, it was really like, like as an example, right? It's like before it was like, if I have a work meeting scheduled, then it was like, okay, cool. Like, I'm not going to do anything else because I have like to get on a call or, you know, be at the office at a certain time, whatever. Mm-hmm. But now it's like, okay, but like my kid has, you know, either school at that time or like maybe a school event or like, you know, something, right? And like, and especially if it's like, you know, recital or like, you know, concerts, so it's like, okay, well, you know, you, that, that's not like something that you can just like, oh yeah, my wife can drop them off. It's like, okay, I should be there. But then I also said, there's other thing. And it's like, okay, now what do you do? Right? Like now there's, there's like these, these sources of conflicts. Um, whereas before it was like, oh yeah, okay. Like, you know, I'll hang out with my friends later. Like I have to be there at that time. And like, that's no big deal. Right. Or like my, I can tell my wife like, oh no, we're not going to get, you know, dinner that day. Like. I have a meeting that day. Like, so, you know, and, and, you know, she would understand and that's no big deal. So it, that, that I think was like a huge change where it was like, oh, now I have like two very high priority things that I have to juggle. Yeah. And that's the thing too, where a lot of those um, activities or even school events 
they don't think about like, okay, parents get off work at this time. We'll do it at this time. No, it's like, like we had back to school night and it was like four. And I was like, how, you know, if you work far, you got to leave work that much earlier or you have to just take the afternoon off yeah. and things like that. Yeah. Right? I, yeah, I, I've definitely thought a lot of times, like, I, I get it. Like, they're trying to make it, you know, as late as they can in the day. Like, you can't have it, you know, at like 9 or 10 p.m. when it would actually be convenient. But like, you know, <laughs> on the other hand, it's like, I, I mean, yeah, like, I, I mean, I guess working in tech for most roles, I think is like somewhat flexible, right? Where it's like, okay, you might have to cancel some meetings or whatever, but like, usually you're not like, you know, have to be there, you know, present or something. Like my wife works in healthcare. So it's like, when she takes time, like she's not seeing patients, right? Like that's like actually not happening. So, I mean, I think we have some advantages um, being in, being in tech, but yeah, absolutely. Like some things are hard. Yeah, absolutely. That's a great point. Um, So, you know, I was, I was curious sort of, you know, having two kids, having been a parent for a while now, what would you say has been like your biggest struggle or biggest challenge being a working parent? I think, um, like being present, um, with my kids is something that I feel is like my biggest sort of personal struggle. Um, and, you know, sometimes that's like, you know, making the time to like be there, but like, even when I'm physically like there having the sort of like mental energy left at the end of the day to like actually engage with them, um, is like challenging. Um, especially when they're kind of younger (laughs) and it's like, um, you know, like the things they're interested are not like adult things right they're like oh look i made this drawing and it's like okay that's cool but you know it it, like it it's just not as as like it's it you you really have to put a lot of energy to engage with them in a meaningful way when that's kind of where they're at um and yeah i find that like at the end of a work day it's hard to like conjure up that much energy um now they're a little older but like it still i think takes a lot of mental energy to like actually know what they're studying right like who their friends are and like really listen like actively to them um you know what they're interested in right and sometimes it's not direct right like sometimes it's like you just have to listen to them enough to know sort of statistically like okay they talk about this a lot like that's what they're interested in right but like if you're not kind of actively listening and like really putting in that mental energy i feel like it's very easy to be like oh yeah okay cool that's nice yeah (laughs) <laughs> and then and then not really engage with them at that level. And I feel like that's um, an op- like an opportunity that I'm going to regret like, you know, later. Um, so I think that's like probably my biggest like eternal struggle. <laughs> um, I think the other kind of like big one is like being an equal partner. Um, so like when I have like a lot of stress at work, um, my wife, who uh, is not in tech, right? She's in healthcare. She sort of ends up taking over, right? In terms of like managing the kids, you know, school stuff, extracurricular, um, you know, play dates, meals, um, you know, all that, all that kind of stuff, right? And, you know, she's supportive. Um, and we both decided, you know, that's kind of like what's best for the family. But like, it doesn't feel great to me um, in terms of like my values um, and, you know, falling into those like very traditional, like, 
gendered roles. Um, so, you know, I, that's another struggle I, I have is like to try to not <laughs> dump everything on her when, when, you know, I'm having a tough time um, on with work. Uh, I think on the, the work side, um, uh, I mean, I guess it's a, a struggle, but like maybe also kind of a strategy is like trying to find projects and roles where I can add value, but in like a sustainable way. Um, so a lot of what that looks like, I think is like playing to my strengths and like leveraging my experience. Um, and it, as opposed to just like putting in a ton of time, um, but like non-differentiated time, right? Like things that other people could also, you know, do just as well, right? Um, but, you know, sometimes that means, you know, possibly taking like a less risky project or, you know, not going hard after a promotion, right? Um, so, you know, there's there's trade-offs there and, and, and some struggle um, with that. But I, I feel like I've struck like an okay balance on, on that side. Yeah, that's really um, interesting that you mentioned that because I think a lot of times we're kind of in that struggle between like, do I take that more high visibility project? Do I take that thing? Do I go for that promotion or do I take something that's less, you know, less risky, less out there? And it's kind of having that mindset of like, okay, which one, what am I prioritizing? You know, and I think going also going back to what you mentioned about like, when, when you have a more stressful day, you don't want to put it all on your wife. Although sometimes it may happen that way, but it's really awesome that you're aware of that. And you're like, no, no, no. Let me think about how to, to help out. And I think I see that in myself too. Sometimes when I have a really hard day, I go to my husband. I'm just like, I'm sorry, you. <laughs> you figure out dinner. Yeah. You put the kids to bed. You figure out those things because I just don't have the energy. And in fact, I'm still thinking about yes. work even, right? Yes. Even at that, yes. you're like signed off, your computer's off, but your mind is still going yes. on about that. And I'm like, I just can't be there. Yeah. And I have so much regret for some of the times when my kid, you know, when they're young, like you said, they want to tell you all the yes. things. And I'm just like, I don't know what you're talking about and I don't have the energy to figure it out. Yeah, no, totally. Right? Cause, cause like the mind space in your head is still loaded with all of those like work problems. Right. Like, yeah, yeah. It's interesting. Cause my wife is in healthcare. I feel like we have very like different things, right? Like I think in tech, it's like, even though your computer is off, like you said, you know, it's, you, you still have those problems kind of bouncing around in your head. Um, you know, the, the whole like shower thing, right? Like, you know, you've got this, like you're just showering in the morning or whatever, and you've got this great like, like work-related idea, right? And you're like, where did that come from? Like, I guess I'm still thinking about it. But I think for her, like most things, it's like, okay, I see this patient for like whatever, you know, 30 minutes or whatever, and then I'm on to the next one. And like, usually, unless it's, you know, particularly memorable for some reason, usually it's like, okay, I'm not, you know, going home and like continuing to think about that, you know, eight different ways to solve that problem. Right. Um, you know, if it's that, if it's that complex, like refer to a specialist and then, you know, move on. Yeah. Like she can have that disconnection at the end of the, the day. Yeah. I wouldn't say it's trivial, but like it does seem a little bit easier. Yeah. For, right. for that kind of role. Um, but I think, you know, I mean, there's lots of advantages of working in tech, but I think this is like one of the trade-offs, right. Is like, you never really get to shut it off. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, kind of talking a little bit about that in a little more, you know, detail, I guess. So sort of 
how do you achieve that work-life balance? Like over the years, what have you done to kind of help yourself feel a little bit more balanced on both sides? I feel like the question implies that I have achieved this balance. Uh, and and we just, which... <laughs> I know it's something we're all working on. And like, you know, maybe something that works today didn't work yeah, two years I, ago or, you know, but like, what do you do? Yeah, I, I think, you know, balance may be overstating things a little bit, but I, I would say that I think, yeah, you're right. The strategy kind of changes depending on, you know, kind of where you are in your career and how old your kids are and, you know, everything else. Right. So I, I think for me, there were sort of two major phases, like early career. I think I was, you know, more junior, more hands-on um, and like amount of contribution and like impact of contribution was like very directly tied to like hours of effort put in, right? Like, Oh, push that incremental PR, you know, push that incremental, you know, code change. Um, the, the kids were younger, right? Like they were kind of, you know, baby toddler phase. Um, and I think my strategy then was just to kind of try to do both at once, like rather than trying to do like work and then home, you know, one, one or the other kind of very strict boundaries. I just kind of like did both. Right. And, and this is also shaped because like, I didn't really have leave, like, you know, I was at home, but then like, you know, I was also trying to care for my kids. Right. So like, you know, yeah, like I, I'd like just be on meetings or like push code baby in my lap, like, you know, did that for a while. Um, you know, they, <laughs> I, I remember like, she wanted to like bang on the keyboard. Right. And like, so that was not working for me. So I found like an old keyboard, just had it like on my desk, like an unplugged one, right? It's like, okay, you bang on this one and I'll bang on this one, <laughs> right? Um, but then, you know, she felt more involved, right? Like I didn't want her to be like, oh, okay, you know, don't touch a keyboard, that's bad, right? In fact, you know, kind of the opposite, I wanted, you know, them to possibly kind of, you know, be comfortable with tech, right? But like, um, yeah, so I think I just kind of tried to do both. Um, I think, <laughs> yeah, like, I remember when they were were babies, like, uh, you know, I like if I'd be on call or whatever, like I'd handle like the schedule worked actually pretty well. Like I'd handle like some you know outage or something in the evening, and then like the kid would be sort of asleep, and then like my wife would be like asleep. Kid wakes up. I'm kind of done handling. Yeah. I'm like, okay, I got to get things wrapped up by like 1230 or one. <laughs> Cause the kid's going to wake up, go, you know, kid wakes up, change their diaper, kind of like get them all prepped for feeding, hand off to mom and then go back to like monitoring, you know, like whatever remediation for the outage. Right. Like this happened on several occasions and it was like, Oh, this is perfect. Like I'm already up and awake. <laughs> you know, everybody else is still like, Oh, I'm getting paged at like one in the morning. I'm like, yep. I just handed off my kid. Like, here's the situation. Here's, you know, here's what we're doing. <laughs> um, so that was kind of like early career. I think later career, um, you know, as more senior, I think the focus shifted to, you know, technical leadership and like kind of soft skills more, right? Um, where, you know, a lot of my work and value is actually like communication with others, uh, as opposed to just like, you know, pushing that incremental amount of code. And so, you know, it, it had to be done during the day anyway, right? Like I can't, you know, I'm not like scheduling like one-on-ones or like, you know, architecture review meetings at like one in the morning or whatever. So, um, you know, the incremental time spent doesn't translate 
as directly to, you know, sort of the results and the impact, right? Um, so I think that sort of lent itself to more of a, a different strategy where I'm, you know, trying to compartmentalize a little bit more between work and home, right? Um, you know, I'll stop working at the end of the day because everybody else has stopped working and like, you know, I can no longer sort of engage with them. Um, and so that's a good cue for me to go and like disconnect and, and you know, try to engage with my family. Yeah, that's interesting how you broke it down into kind of the two stages of, of your career. And also as your kids grow up, like that's what's how, how it worked for you. And I'm totally just picturing you. I know the listeners can't see, but I'm picturing you with your, your baby on your lap on the keyboard. I feel like in today time, today time, um, that would be like a meme or something. Where the is holding the if, if I if I dig hard enough, I, I have pictures. I do remember so. <laughs> That's very memorable. Yeah. Um, so, how do you kind of relax or unwind? Do you have any tips for our listeners of like, you know, what's worked for you? If I I feel like this should have been back on the list of the things when you're asking what I struggle with. <laughs> um, I I don't know. I feel like with, with work and just like culture in general, like hustle culture in general, like I, I have this like guilt around like relaxing, right? Like I always feel like I should be doing something more productive. Like, um, so um, yeah, I, I, I do struggle with that a little bit. Like one of the way this manifests is like one of the sort of like hobbies I've hobby, I guess you could call it hobbies. Like, like I do like, like home improvement or like, like home automation stuff. Right. Cause it's like kind of geeky and like kind of scratches that like software side project itch. Um, but then it's like, Oh no, no, no. But like, I'm improving like the house, like I'm doing something for, for like productive, right. Like for the family. Um, so then, then it like kind of assages like some of that, that guilt, um, but I, I think beyond that, I mean, I, I don't know, sometimes like my, my, my wife likes to veg out and like watch TV. So sometimes I'll just join her. Um, I also like get the kids into, to gaming. Um, so, uh, like I, I used to work for like a gaming, actually that's where there were, that's where we, uh, have some history, but, um, yeah, I try to get the kids into gaming and, and, uh, um, play play with them sometimes um some multiplayer games or or oftentimes like they'll they won't be into a game like i'll buy like read reviews and stuff and buy a game thinking that they'll like it but then they won't like get into it so i'll just have to start playing it and then like once i'm past like the tutorial level or whatever they're like super into it um and then like they they finish it from there (laughs) that's awesome it's something you can do with them too are they um are they into minecraft yet oh they, they have untold hours in my, I'm, I'm, I'm positive. <laughs> I'm positive that not only do they have more hours than we do in Minecraft, I would estimate at least five times as many hours. Oh my gosh. Their, cre- their creative world, I think is like eight gigs or more. Wow. It's huge. It's huge. Um, it, It's funny too, because like, the way they play Minecraft is like very different, right? Like they'll, they'll, they'll do all like when the, um, what was the, I'm embarrassing myself now. They, they added the new mob that like comes out of the ground and like is really scary. Um, so they'll like spawn that mob on purpose and then they'll like 
do like a battle royale like they'll spawn a bunch of like iron golems or something and like how many iron golems does it take to kill like this you know super powerful mo- like they'll they'll all, all sorts of weird things that like we we did not do <laughs> wow i don't even know what an iron golem is <laughs> <laughs> you know i would tell my kids i'd be like you know i when i played minecraft it was in beta and they're like what and my account still works (laughs) so i actually gave it instead of buying three accounts i gave one of my accounts to one of the kids so they're actually still using mine but i'll just tell them like you know i used to go mining late at night (laughs) you know and they're just like okay whatever yeah they they do not do that they do not like hunting for diamonds or whatever but they'll build a bunch of stuff in creative they'll they'll also play in our survival world sometimes um but yeah, I think they they kind of like creative a little a little more. Um, but they'll yeah. Yeah. Um, my my brother actually plays with us, um, and then I'll play sometimes. So I kept my account so that we could all be online at the same time. But like my brother will go explore or whatever. So like he he like you know did like another portal over to like the beach area, and then like they're like, oh look, like this is the vacation spot. <laughs> So, so they'll be like, "Oh yeah, like we're we're going on vacation with with your brother, <laughs> with uncle." That's so cute. Aww. So they can all just play together with the dogs. Yeah, and yeah, stuff. it's, it's that's, pretty funny. That's awesome. Um, I wanted to ask, just out of curiosity, what are some home improvement things that projects that you've done? Um, it's just like smart lighting stuff or like uh, I started doing some blinds like we have a guest room and um, you know ideally like during the day like the blinds would be up so it's not so dark and then you know at night like it's better to have some privacy um, but like the the way the furniture is situated is just like hard to to reach um, also all of our blinds are cordless because when we had babies we like were like oh, okay like cords can strangle babies right so like we can't have any cords anywhere so then it's like kind of hard to reach. Um, so I was just like, okay, now we have motorized blinds and then they actually go up and down on their own, you know, depending on the sunlight cycle or whatever. So like sunset, sunrise. So like, it's just little things like that. But That's the, cool. the tech required to make that work behind the scenes is like, <laughs> there's a Raspberry Pi and like a Zigbee network and like there's home assistant and like all this crazy the server. Like there's so many pieces required to like actually make that uh, work the way I want it to. So it, it provides kind of a playground for, for things. Wow. That's really neat. Yeah. That sounds like a lot of work, <laughs> but it sounds pretty awesome. Um, so I guess like, you know, with, with your kids right now being eight and 10, what are some of the struggles today? Um, I think, you know, in the beginning, right, it was it was um, a lot about like meeting their physical needs, right? Like feeding, changing diapers, you know, sleeping, all that kind of stuff. Now that they're older, it's it's like higher level stuff, right? Um, you know, trying to teach them to be empathetic, right? Like helping them with schoolwork, um, like teaching them life skills. Um, mm-hmm. So maybe, you know, this is like tech specific or something, but like at this page, I worry a lot about like striking the right balance with various things. Um, for example, like with their schoolwork, it's like, okay, like how much help do I give them? Right. Like if I give them too much help, I'm like doing it for them. Um, or like, you know, like, like how's, how, how, how high of a standard should I set? Right. Like, 
Um, you know, obviously the teacher will grade it, but then like, you know, I might nitpick on a few things. And then like, you know, on the one hand, it's like, I want to set a high standard, but on the other hand, like it might end up being counterproductive because then I'm eroding their confidence. Right. Or like, you know, if they think it's ridiculous, then, you know, they're just going to start rebelling. Right. So like, I feel like there's a lot more nuance here in, you know, whereas before it was like, okay, fed or not fed, like diaper changed or not changed. It's like a little more binary. Um, but now it's like, Ooh, okay. I'm not really sure like exactly where to like strike these balances. Um, I think maybe another thing is like setting the right example, right? Like, again, this isn't something that you deal with quite so much when they're you know, super young, but like, you know, at this age, it's like, I can tell them how to treat others, but if I'm not modeling like that behavior, right. With, with them, you know, with my, with my wife, with other people, then, then that actually is the lesson that they're going to take away. Not the, not what I said. Right. Um, so yeah, I mean, you have to kind of (laughs) be very mindful of, of that. Um, and I guess, you know, maybe to bring it back to work, a little bit like where this intersects with work is like, I want to be present with them um, and like kind of abstract work from them in a way, right? Where it's like, you know, it's not really fair if I like dump (laughs) on them, like, oh my God, these are the things that I'm like dealing with at work. But on the other hand, like, I don't want to completely hide work from them because I want them to see that aspect of, you know, being an adult, being a parent and like, you know, modeling a good work ethic for them. Um, so it's like, again, one of these balance things where it's like, okay, like, you know, how much do I tell them? And, and like, you know, how much do I show them? How much do I kind of let them into sort of the, the work-life bubble? Um, and yeah, that that's sort of maybe, I'd say, like the, the current thing um at <laughs> it, it sounds like uh it's gonna get a whole nother level of hard uh once once they like start hitting middle school and and beyond but um i think that's sort of where my mind has been at the last few years yeah that makes a lot of sense i mean like i i i find myself doing that too where it's like i want to tell them some of the things about work so they know what it's like working being a working parent but i also don't want to be like oh my gosh did you know this happened and i cannot handle this and i don't want to be all like ranting venting to them um and like yeah in middle school and stuff they're actually my kids are actually getting real grades you know in elementary it was like one to four and you know they come back with threes and fours or occasional twos and i'm like okay cool it's numbers i we never got that growing up so whatever but now it's like oh, I have a 96% in this class and 89. And I'm like, oh my God, it's feeling very real, you know? And I, I find myself also going like, okay, I don't want to necessarily be the tiger parent. Yeah. To just be like, you have to study all the time, but I also want them to know they should try their best, you know? And I always tell them like, just try your best. It doesn't matter what grade you get in the end, like just do your best. And if I know you're trying, that's what matters to me. Um, but I find them being harder on themselves, you know, like they'll come back and they'll be like, I got an A minus on this. I, you know, I shouldn't have missed that. And I'm like, 
don't be too hard on yourself because I want them to also be kids too. And kids grow up so fast now. Yeah. I, I, I guess in terms of like the, you know, how, how, like what to show them, I guess like I look for opportunities to draw parallels between like their schoolwork and, and, mm. you know, work right. Where, you know, like, uh, like the other day, um, I forgot which kid, but like they, didn't bring home like the the math workbook right and they need to like do the workbook out of that and so i was like hey you know you gotta be responsible for your own stuff like at work i'm responsible for my own stuff like what happens if i forget to you know do this thing right like then this thing won't happen and then you know these are all these negative consequences that would happen if if it were me right so you know i try to make it relatable to them without all the nitty gritty of like, you know, everything. Right. But it's like, Hey, look, you know, these sorts of responsibilities that I'm asking you to like take on do not go away. And they, they just get, you know, more severe, right. As, as, as you get older and, and, you know, are responsible more things. And I don't know, again, that's like a balance, right? Like sometimes I get the sentiment from them. They're like, Oh, it sucks to be an adult. I don't want to grow up. Like I want to stay a kid, you know, just like pay tetherball at recess. And I'm like, yeah, okay. Like they asked me, it's like, oh, would you rather be a baby or or do you like being an adult? And I'm like, well, I, I think I like being an adult because like, you know, at the same time, like you have a lot of, you know, choice in what you do and, you know, right? Like it, it's not all bad. Um, but yeah, I mean, you, you do have to increasingly get your act together. Um, and so, you know, I, right now the consequences, you know, you're, you're going to get like a whatever, a checkbox minus on your homework, but like later that might translate to significant financial losses for a company, <laughs> like, you know. Yeah, absolutely. My kids actually come to me and they go, we wish we were adults because then we could eat candy whenever we want and we can watch TV whenever we want and not have homework. I'm like, but you got to work. You can't watch TV while you're working. They're like, yeah, but you don't have to do homework after. I'm like, well, sometimes there's work you have to, you know, follow up on and things. Yeah. I think on the candy front, like we've tried to sort of like give them a little rope and like uh, have them understand their own consequences. Um, like there's definitely been a couple of times where we're like, okay, that's your like fourth one and we don't recommend it, but okay. And then later it's like, oh, I have a stomach ache. Like, you know, it's like, so remember when we told you about that fourth one? probably should so now they're they're like better about those sorts of things where they'll self-regulate where you know they're like okay i'm gonna stop after you know one it's actually two but like <laughs> they're like oh but, but this yeah it. well they're like oh but that was this kind of yeah. candy and that was that kind of candy right but like you know they'll, they'll stop at a reasonable time because you know they kind of remember the consequences so i i think there's definitely a little bit of that where it's like you have to let them run with it a little bit because like they're not going to listen to you if you're just like no absolutely not um but like try to encourage them to like okay think this through what will happen <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah, yeah that's very interesting um so you know we're we're almost out of time so i like to end with kind of asking you um you know what's something you wish you knew as a a person in tech, what's something you wish you knew before you had kids or something you wish someone had told you before you became a parent in tech? I think, I mean, there's a lot of advice out there that's just like not necessarily tech specific um, around, you know, but I think 
for someone specifically like in tech, um, like being, being a parent is hard, right? Especially, you know, a new parent. Um, and, you know, there's like a lot of parenting advice out there. You know, some of it's conflicting, some of it's unsolicited. <laughs> um, and, you know, you know, as I was talking about earlier, right? Like at, you, you now have a kid, it's like this huge new important priority in your life. And, and it's like a really big change and, and that can be scary. But I also think that, you know, if you're in tech, you're probably pretty decent at, you know, sorting through information and figuring out what's important, right? You're also probably used to new priorities being dumped on your lap, sometimes at the last minute, right? And, you know, doing triage and, and figuring out how to like work with that, right? Um, you know, you're used to handling change, right? Because like the tech industry changes like really, really fast. So, you know, I'd say big picture, like, you know, you use those skills, right? Like try not to get overwhelmed. Um, like it's a challenge, sure. But like if you're somewhat successful in tech, like you're probably used to dealing with, you know, a lot of challenges. Um, and continuing with the work analogy, maybe, you know, take, make sure to take some time for yourself um, so that you don't burn out, right? Just like, you know, you can, you can, you know, work like crazy and, and just kind of flame out. Like it's the same, I think, with, with, with the kid, right? If you're like, oh, you know, like I, I've got to, you know, do all of these things and then, and then you still have work bearing down on you, like you're, you're going to burn out, right? So whatever strategy works for you to not burn out, at your day job, like continue applying that. Um, but also be like, recognize that you also have to apply that like on your personal like life. Um, and same goes for partner, right? Like make sure, you know, you support your teammate, just like you would support, you know, a teammate at work and like, you know, help load balance or, you know, play to strengths or, you know, whatever strategies work for you, right? Like apply those as well so that your partner doesn't burn out. Um, and, and maybe, you know, kind of like the final thought is like, you know, even though a lot of time you feel like you're just, you know, endlessly multitasking and kind of just jumping between, you know, everything, right? Like make sure to find some time to, to do the equivalent of like that, that heads down kind of like focused work, right? Like, you know, I talked about this earlier, like, you know, really be present. Um, you got to find time to like do that um, and, and kind of like enjoy the moment. Like they, they grow up really fast. Um, so, you know, if you miss that opportunity, it's, it's kind of gone. Yeah, they, they definitely do. In the blink of an eye, like, they're taller than me. Well, <laughs> not yet, but soon. Um, and I really love these work and life analogies. That's absolutely true. I think, like, one of the biggest things we can do for ourselves is to make sure we don't burn out, like you said, in, in both ends. Um, but, yeah, thank you so much for being on our podcast today, John, and for sharing your stories and experiences. It was really nice talking to you. It was nice thank talking you. to you. Thanks for having me. Thank you so much for joining us today on Parenthood Bites. We hope you found our episode informative and entertaining. If you're a parent in the tech world or know someone who is, we'd love to hear from you. Please reach out to us at chow at parenthoodbites.co and we'll be thrilled to add your experiences to our interviews. That's chow, C-H-I-A-O at parenthoodbites, B-Y-T-E-S dot co, C-O. And to our potential sponsors out there, if you're a business or know of one that would like to support and partner with our podcast, please don't hesitate to get in touch. You can also reach us at chow at parenthoodbites.co. Thank you once again for tuning in, and we wish you a fantastic rest of your week. Until next time, take care and stay curious.